1409 podcast. I go by the name of KT. It's your boy Gualamis World. Welcome to episode 44. We got a special guest on here today. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Playboy. Uh, my name is Nate Jolly, uh, owner of POE Perception Over Everything. Um, because I believe perception is everything. You know, how we view something is going to determine how we treat it. So, you know, that's what my company is focused on. And our goal is to use music, art, and fashion to enlighten, educate, and invite people to create their own perspective. Basically, create your, you come to the, your own conclusion instead of being forced a conclusion. Like, basically asking for, uh, a, well, asking or being fed a story that you didn't even ask for. So um, that's pretty much the goal of the company. Um, we do everything from writing, um, well, all types of writing, poetry, music, all of that stuff. We have our own little merch brand as well. Um, and I also offer holistic healing services. So anybody that's, you know what I mean, big on your namaste vibes, I'll let your boy, we, we definitely have a network of people besides just myself um, that can, you know, help you discover your inner self, which I feel like society is kind of moving in that direction. So that's that's pretty much the, that's the kit and caboodle, man. Facts, man. A very, very talented, multi-talented brother on here with us, man. Mr. Oh, really? Jolly, man. Just go ahead and give out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, social media handles or just anything okay. that you know people can find you or get their merch. Go ahead and um, so feel free to to follow me on any platform as Nate Jolly. That's Jolly with the E Y, not like Jolly Rancher. You feel me? I used to get teased about that back in the day. Uh, uh, you can also follow our Instagram page at P O E underscore L L C. That's the business page. Um, uh, you can find our website, perceptionovereverything.com, all one word. Um, and I'm also on all of your music platforms and et cetera as Nate Jolly with an EY. Um, you should see the logo as soon as you find me on these platforms. If you don't see the logo, you'll see me. So uh, feel free to follow us, support. Um, our shop is also available on the website as well. So all of uh, the book, merch, you know, digital downloads of music, anything like that, that's on there as well. So you know, feel free to feel free to support, man. For sure, for sure. For sure. We got the intro out of the way. Before we move any further, we're going to get to these shots. Shots, shots, You know the host always do it. We don't pressure guests to do it, but if they like to do it, they can. If not, it's all good. But we're going to get into that real quick. I'm on the third passion tonight. <laughs> Ran out of the passion. I just got the thug. So, yeah, <laughs> <it is. laughs> All right. Uh, we got the intro and the shots out the way now. I'm going to go over the agenda briefly, and then we're going to get right into it. So, we're going to have the Nate Jolly discussion. We're going to talk about his business ventures, his music, and everything. Then we're going to talk about Rick Ross's recent land purchase. The Bill Cosby mugshot, Sean Kemp's new dispensary, the question of the day, the song of the day, and this or that. All right, sir, Mr. Nate Jolly, where 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 do you where you from? Um, so I'm a I was born. It's it's a long story because you know we've always jumped around a lot. Um, I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts. That's where I was born. Um, and I moved to King Street when I was four years old, 
and I kind of just been in the area ever since. You know, been traveling a little bit here and there, but for the most part, man, we I'm SC, I'm an SC boy, man. So um, grew up in King Street. Uh, started doing music around there when I was around 13. That's when I made my first song. Um, then over the years, moving between King Street and Florence, um, I ended, ended up graduating high school from King Street Senior High. Shout out to the Jaguars. I ain't been there in a minute, but you know hey. what I mean? That's, that's what it is. Um, County. Yes, sir. County. All my, all my mom's family is from there. Um, uh, went to school at Coastal Carolina, and I mean y'all boys, y'all boys from the area, so you already know how coastal get down. It's not college, it's coastal. You know what I mean. So <laughs> definitely, definitely had my share of of learning experiences, um, both positive and negative. You know what I mean. Um, didn't really end up finishing because my mindset changed about the whole schooling system in general. But if, if a topic hit on it, we gonna get there. Um, it was around this time when I had the idea of POE, but it was more like a kind of like pro era in a sense where it was really more of a rap collective first before it became a company. Um, but those guys didn't really have the same drive and vision as I did. So we, we're still, we're still in touch, you know what I mean? But we're not, you know, doing business together. And then uh, December of last year, um, is when I officially made the company a thing and, you know, slowly but surely we've been growing ever since, um, just working with pretty much anyone I can who has the proper vision in mind, um, doing various things to cement foundations as far as, um, intellectual property is concerned because being that I do do a majority of my own music and things like that um, is very important. You know, again, preaching that ownership, right? You want to have the rights to your music. You want to have the rights to your lyrics, all of that stuff. Um, so just making sure all of that's in order. Um, offering these various uh, holistic healing services, which I just started basically this year. Um, was blessed to be able to do that. Always been in that mind frame, but, you know, finally able to, you know, take courses to give me that certification because although sometimes a piece of paper really don't mean nothing is good for, you know, other customers so that they can have that trust when working with you. Um, been doing that. Um, the book was a long time in the making, but, you know, blessed to be able to do that as well and have different resources there. And yeah, man, just been, been around the area and finally able to, Get things moving. Facts, facts, man. So you you touch a little bit on everything you do, you know what I'm saying, with POE music. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, multi-talented, man. Uh lose a poet, an artist, and an author, man. You know what I'm saying? Along with the uh holistic healing services. So just like what motivated you, so you know what I'm saying, to start everything. You know, you said it was an idea, but what what was that? that point that just motivated you to, man, I'm going to get this thing LLC and keep it growing. Um, just life in general. Um, I like to say this, you know what I'm saying? Either I've seen it, done it, or I know a nigga. So, you know, when it comes to pretty much any facet of life, really, I either know someone that I've learned wisdom from, or I've experienced these things myself. Um, and over time, I just realized like, 
the only difference in a lot of things is really just how we're looking at it. We're usually looking at the same thing, but how we look at that changes based on, again, what we've been through our own experiences. So um, an artist in the area actually sent me the logo because I was going to make it again. I was going to do the rap collective and he sent me this logo and I said, you know, perception over everything. So he got me the logo and I was like, wow, this is super dope. Um, and just been riding this again, that whole perception wave. Um, I would say just like around November, December of last year, um, I was working with some people and, you know, they, pushed me further to want to be more professional as far as everything I did. Like, again, I've always been this multi-talented, but it's different when you have, again, the brand and, and different things in place behind the scenes to be able to, you know, secure those foundations and want to, you know, pass something down to further generations. Like I can do my art. That's cool. But if I don't own it, then who, who can I pass it down to? You know what I mean? How can I pass it down? So, um, really just building that something I can pass on in generations, things that, you know, can run in the family for as long as they're here. So generational wealth, I feel you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You had any fears or concerns on starting your own business and creative? Uh, if you did, if you did have any concerns or any fears about it, like how did you overcome that? Um, biggest fear I, I would say is, um, my particular is what I do isn't necessarily haven't hasn't necessarily been done before. Like, I mean, one, a black man being extremely spiritual, like, and I'm in this, like, I'm, I'm pretty deep as far as the spiritual community is concerned. It's mostly women. Like you don't, if you see a guy, it's rare. And most of the time it's a certain rhetoric which the rhetoric isn't like the things that they talk about ain't wrong like they want to bring power to the black man we all need that he tends to be undervalued in society um but between that and um just like all artists right i want my vision and the things i talk about to be felt by whoever listens you know what i mean so those are the only two biggest fears that i have or have had um i overcame them really just by you know realizing one not everybody's gonna get it and two um it really doesn't matter how i do it um so long as i actually do it uh eric thomas actually great motivational speaker um he said this quote and i think is if i'm not mistaken is biblically related but he said um your sheep will come to you when they hear your voice, essentially, or something along those lines. Basically meaning those who are really meant to hear your voice, they're going to hear you. If they're not meant to, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So focus on focusing on who really rocks with me versus who doesn't. Um, and that's pretty much how I conquered my fears, man. Just staying diligent, staying true to my vision, staying true to myself. Um, and I've been blessed to be able to do what I do now. So, Facts, man. Uh, I think it's like almost human nature to be, you know what I'm saying, wanting to be liked and felt by everyone. But you know what I'm saying? It's like a different a different level when you know that 
you're meant to be heard by a, a, a certain pasture, if I should say, or a certain yeah. herd of sheep, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and just to have that motivation to keep grinding it out until you reach, you know what I'm saying, your herd. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. But, so, man, just talk a little bit about the whole process, man, from the beginning, you know what I'm saying, until now, you know what I'm saying? Share a little bit. How was it? You know what I'm saying? Share some hard parts, some challenging parts. You know what I'm saying? Um, Share with us some parts that you kind of felt discouraged and motivation to keep going. Just share with us the process, man. Man, so as far as the business concerned, first thing, of course, was getting that business license, which shout out to South Carolina because it's super duper cheap. In other states, it was actually a lot more expensive to get, you know, your LLC. Um, that was the first thing that I had to do, but that didn't really even take long. Um, once that was in order, it was about setting up the the whole business infrastructure, um, how how the business was going to operate, how we were going to generate revenue, um, as well as add value to the marketplace. Um, so, you know, making sure that everything that is done, there's always a step-by-step plan. Like there's always, even now I look back at my business plan and I'm like, yep, I'm doing that. Yep, I'm doing that. Yep, I'm doing that. So, you know, always making sure one to take that, those steps have that plan and making sure to execute the plan. I think that's where some artists or people that want to be entrepreneurs, they get hemmed up. They don't have the plan. And then when it comes to execute, it gets a little rocky. Um, I guess another thing during the process was really finding who I want to work with. Um, I consider myself to be pretty outgoing person. You know what I mean? I'll talk to just about anybody about anything because I feel like everyone has something to teach you. Um, but doing so just as a genuine person versus doing so as, you know, a business owner or someone who has a vision, it's very di- I'm not going to say difficult, but people just have different ideas of where they think you should be or how they want to work with you. You know what I mean? So I've, I've worked with a, quite a few people in the area um, and just realizing that not everyone, again, perception over everything, right? Not everyone views everything how I view it, which is pretty much impossible because no one can see it how I see it or how, you know, Guala sees it or et cetera. You know what I mean? So it's just finding the right team. And um, again, blessed to say that I have a group of people around me now who you know, one, hold me accountable, super big, because your friends, your true friends are not going to tell you what you want to hear. Right. I don't, I don't do yes, man. I hate that shit. I hate it. Like, don't just tell me yes all the time. Like, tell me what you see so that if there's something I need to correct, I can correct it. Um, and um, making sure that I do the proper research behind all facets of my business. So everything is from the book, right? The music part, I didn't necessarily worry about too much just because I've done that for so long. Like I've been making music for over 10 years now. You know what I mean? So that whole process is pretty much wrapped up. Um, More about finding the personnel that can give me what I need musically. Um, But until then, we kind of just, I'll say outsource for the lack of a better word, really reach out to different producers and engineers and things like that to, you know, work with them and see if I can get the sound right. Um, the book, 
always been writing. So it was just a matter of doing so tangibly and having a product behind it. Um, all of the half of the poems in my book are things I've been writing or been rapping about, you know what I mean? But I was just able to condense it into a book form and um, knowing what pe- knowing what the marketplace needs, not necessarily what you want to put in the marketplace. You kind of got to strike a balance between the two. Like you want to do what you want to do. You want to express your vision, but you also have to do it in a way where the people can adding value, right? Truly adding value, not just saying, oh, hey, I have a shirt, buy my shirt. Um, so, yeah. So you mentioned uh, it was hard to find a team and things like that because of perception and everything, but was there anyone at all that helped you along the way? Like anyone? Man, pretty much every person I've met has helped me along the way. Um, I've had so many mentors that teach me a lot, not even just about the business aspect, writing, you know what I mean? My own spiritual practices, like how to brand myself online, like, there's been I can't yo we'd sit here for the rest of tonight <laughs> like it's so many people and even though I'm not working with a lot of these people anymore on a professional level like I want them to know like I do appreciate all the lessons that were taught even if we're not working together now even if there was a little friction towards the end of us you know what I mean stopping working together if we don't talk every day like all those lessons are greatly appreciated like and even some of these people, I shouted them out in the, in the acknowledgments of my book, because, I mean, it's only right. You have to pay homage to the people that help you get there, even if they're no longer with you. So always try to pay homage, man. Facts, man. So, man, just hearing you talk, you know what I'm saying? And talking with you, you, you seem like a very, very self-aware person, you know what I'm saying? Just aware of everything around you. Um, Got to be. Yeah. Was there Was there anyone that doubted your success or doubted what POE could become or what Nate Jolly could become? And if so, how did you handle that doubt? You know what I'm saying? Did it motivate you to go harder? Did you, you know what I'm saying, find yourself finding self-doubt? Was it, you know what I'm saying, did you take it as constructive criticism to make yourself better? Just how did you handle the doubts along the way? Um, Man, there's always there's always naysayer. There's always going to be a little bit of self-doubt. Like you can't escape that. We human. You know what I mean? There's always going to be like, uh, I don't know. But, you know, I've always been, I always thrive in the challenge. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I find it uh, funny that, you know, people I used to work with back when I was in college and, you know what I mean? I used to work at Bojang. It was like, I ain't no, yo, you know what I mean? I done been there, done that. So finding people that have, you know, grown in their own process and seeing me sit and coming back and saying, Hey, I remember you used to talk about this a lot. And now look at you, you're doing this and that and et cetera. Um, it was just fuel to the fire, man. Like I've been through some pretty strenuous, you know what I mean? Different situations in my life that have really, really tried, really tested patience, but um, I've been able to use those as again, lessons to be able to move forward with the brand and i mean yo if you're not on the wave now like i don't know what to tell you <laughs> like <laughs> I, I i would say get on the wave now before 2020 ends and then next thing you know you blink and i'm 
you know, somewhere on the other half of the world doing the same thing I was doing now. So, I mean, and I don't even, I, I see hate as free promo. Like, if you're hating me, you're giving me attention. And I believe attention is the highest form of currency. Like, that's what we pay for half the time anyway, to get that attention. You know what I mean? So if you want to hate, that's cool. You're just giving me attention. Thank you. Like, so it is what it is, man. So you mentioned you worked at Bojangles and things like that. What do you feel like they were, what do you feel like the major difference was from working for someone else versus working for yourself? Um obviously doing what you want to do, right? That's one aspect of it. Um and the time working for someone else is very weird to try to find that time to be able to you know really accomplish to do because and you know people do tend to be in that situation like we have responsibilities we're adults we have to take care of things in and around our house and all of that um so it was really good to i mean be on my own time you know what i mean be able to pursue what it is i value and I think the biggest difference really is when you're doing what you love, it doesn't really feel like work. Like I'll example, I'll wake up, you know what I mean? I always wake up with a prayer or whatever, but I'll be working on my website and just interacting with different people on social media or whatever. And it doesn't feel like work, but I know that all of these things are with the process. You know what I mean? And it's a big help that I'm not, I'm not just perpetuating an image. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you talk to me, this, this is what it is. Like, I'm not, I don't do the pump fake and then the, the flashing for it. There's no need for none of that. You know what I mean? Just, I am who I say I am. Like, and I think that that is big because a lot of times in the corporate world, we got to like put on our, our professional face or whatever. You know what I mean? But I can't, I can't operate like that. Like, what you see is what you get. Like, that's just how we roll. Thanks. So, man, uh, just run down some important factors, man, that, that you had to go through and that you would give uh, any other, you know what I'm saying, inspiring business owners, inspiring entrepreneurs, you know what I'm saying, just some important facts, factors to make sure oh. that your business has a solid foundation. Um, one, do the paperwork because it's super tedious and it's super boring, but it's so worth it because again, the only thing we take when we go is life lessons and memories. So if you have these tangible things to be able to pass on to the next generation, again, that generational wealth, that goes a long way. So, um, it's all about what you, I don't want to say it's about what you have, but um, it's about how you it's present about what, it. There you go. Yeah. About how you present it. Um, you know, diligence is key. Uh, one of my old mentors, he liked to say persistence overcomes resistance. So, you know, always taking those steps because a lot of the times people stop midway because 
you know, this, that, and the third comes up, or now I don't want to do it, or this one thing didn't work out. Oh, I guess I'm going to stop doing this. Like, you know, always, always keeping the train moving, man, because that's honestly the, the, one of the main differences between us and a lot of the other people we admire. And, um, big one, really, 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 really big one. No one is like you. Like, Everyone is unique in their own way. Any t- anyone who copies someone else is usually not successful. The most successful people are extremely unique and stick to what it is that they do. So if nothing else I said made sense or you ain't catch it, whatever, just be yourself. Represent your brand. Your brand is literally yourself. So be who you are. And a lot of the times... You know what I mean? Like I said, the people who meant to follow you, they don't follow you. Not, it is what it is. So, yes, sir. Uh, that sounds like you was giving some advice to any potential business owners that wanted any, like anyone that wanted to start a business as well, right? Mm-hmm. You had any other advice you had for anyone striving to start their own business or um, music, write a book? I mean, uh, a book? always do. Always do your research. Like these fields are ever evolving, ever changing. It doesn't matter what facet of business it is. It doesn't matter if it's real estate. It doesn't matter if it's writing a book, selling a product. Um, Always do your research on your market. And also marketing is key. Like I'm looking looking back, like if I would have done, even the guy that um, I work with, um, help me market his name is Jeremiah Reeves really great dude he's great on digital marketer you know what I mean really helped me um, grow my brand as far as you know knowing how to reach the, my particular audience like marketing is super duper duper important like marketing is more often than not most of the money you spend so market your stuff make sure you know your audience make sure you know who you want to sell to how you want to sell it and add value because that I think that's another missing missing aspect. People make a product and just expect people to buy the product instead of making your particular audience or your customers really want to buy the product. Like give them a reason. Excuse me. Give them a reason to buy it. Like this is a Juneteenth shirt. You know what I mean? So again, I'm representing my people by wearing a shirt. So easily why would i not buy the shirt because i know what it represents you know what i mean if you're more spiritually inclined why not work if you're more spiritually inclined why not create a brand that is that instead of like oh well nobody wants that so i'm gonna do this instead just to make something like that doesn't again that doesn't make sense so that you know add value and do your research facts man so you you're an artist, you know what I'm saying, an author, poet. Um, is it uh anyone that you admire, you know what I'm saying, as far as like that has made it? Any names that you like really admire, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna say like you mimic them, but it's kinda like an inspiration. Any oh, like, yeah, big most names, definitely. any big um, names that inspired you? Man. Um Nip is really one of my biggest inspirations. Like I, when I was 16 working with my um, former rap group, like we actually 
one of our members was doing security for Nip before he dropped Crenshaw. So, you know what I mean? We had an opportunity there, but I said no because I'm like, nah, I just want to hoop. You know, I had hoop dreams. You know what I mean? So even even that aside, like just the way he operated, what he stood for, things of that nature, and just being able to come from, you know, basically our demographic, where we come from, and be able to be a successful businessman. That was always something big, as well as giving back to the community. Um, who else? Uh, um, I really admire Lupe Fiasco. I know people don't really talk about him too, too much, but just he's done a lot behind the scenes as well as just his boy, not the boy can rap. You know what I mean? He got the bars. So um, most definitely just that admiration there. Um, Rhapsody, J. Cole, of course, you know what I mean? All the, the NC family, you know what I mean? Being able to, again, basically come from right around the way and still be able to be successful. Um, who else? Uh, again, I spoke about him early, but his name is Eric Thomas. Great motivational speaker. Gives out great game. Um, again, he taught me the value of adding value. You know what I mean? Just if you have a product or service, one, you have to value that service to be able to sell it. But two, you also have to give your customers or et cetera, the incentive to want to buy it. Like, why should they, um, a marketing coach says this, people only buy from businesses that they like, know, and trust. So they don't have those three. So you have to build that with the people that you're working with for them to even want to invest in your products. Um, so uh, he was a great inspiration for me for that. Uh, of course, whole, I mean, why not? Like, he basically pimped the whole game. Like, I mean, um, yeah, man, that that about covers it as far as just the business side. Musically, too many to name. <laughs> too many man, to it's, name. It's crazy that you said Lupe, though, because uh, just how you move and me knowing, you know what I'm saying, and then listening to your music. I was saying to myself, I'm like, man, Nate giving me Lupe vibes. Like, and I hate, I hate, I hate doing that. I know, I, like, I, I feel you. Know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Comparing it to a big artist, but it was just like, he gave me Lupe vibes, bro. Like, every time I'm around, I'm just like, it's Lupe vibes, man. Like, that's, especially now that I've, you know, grown in my craft and just grown as a businessman, like, looking at his business as a whole like there's a lot of stuff he did that a lot of people don't know about that don't hit the mainstream like dude is do something serious man he uh, i definitely admire just more than any more than his art form all that just how he operated you know being uncompromising in what he believes in like and anybody that's that's like that you know sticking to your guns no matter what like they always a w in my book yeah, I definitely got to look more into what he has going on. But another thing that you yeah, got do going do that, is, do that, do that. <laughs> holistic healing. You mentioned ho holistic healing. Would you like to speak on that a little bit, or? Um. Yeah. So a lot of the times, let me see how how we even want to hit on this. Um. Basically, all of our problems start spiritually first. Like if your spiritual foundations aren't solid, then everything else around everything else from the top down is is it's not going to work. So, you know, being able to have this ability to not necessarily on no magic tip, you know what I mean? Like I'm not 
I'm not coming through and like throwing some fairy dust and magic and just healing people like that. You know, these things take time, but um, just offering people the opportunity to heal themselves. That's essentially what holistic healing does. You know, we create this space to where you can actually, you know, safely work on yourself, address problems, traumas, things that have happened in your life. And, you know, hopefully be able to um, transmute, change that into something beautiful. Like I like to say there are no losses, only lessons, because the things that are seen as quote unquote bad are just showing you what not to do. Right. And the things that are good are showing you, okay, this is what works. How can I change this, keep it going, et cetera. Um, so <clears throat> whether that's offering insight, um, or working more closely with your, your spiritual self, right? Um, all we do is, you know, bring these things to the surface, bring these things to the client's attention and, you know, offer some things that they can do to hopefully remedy these situations. Um, our people as a whole have been, you know, traumatized by the whole slavery thing, police brutality, et cetera. And there's a long list of reasons as to why that is. But, you know, if we can address these problems on the you know spiritual, mental level, then everything else will follow suit. You know, we'll be able to move forward, really build and grow and um, overall just remember who we really are. That's I mean, that's all I do. I just remind you of the greatness you already have. Like, Facts, man. That, that reminds me of a post that I, I put up probably maybe eight, nine months ago. Um, I didn't think the people, they liked it, but I didn't think they understood the power of it. And the post said uh, the hierarchy of the human life. You know what I'm saying? And I said the spirit is the most sacred. Our mind is the most powerful. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And our body is a sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? So just everything you're saying really like speaks volume to that because Yeah, I do this when people drop jewels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah I mean? man. Spiritually, you have to be right before you can attack anything in life, any on any aspects. You know what I'm saying? And you got to realize that your mind is the most powerful thing. You know what I'm saying? And people always preach or talk manifestation, but that starts with the mind. But the spirit has to be right. And you know exactly. what I'm saying? Mm, say you know that, saying? bro. So <laughs> and, and, and we got to realize that our body, I said sacrifice. You can say sacrifice, instrument, tool, whatever word you want to use. But our body is that vessel. You know what I'm saying? Explains or puts, puts that energy out into the world. Our body is what does that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you gotta have that spiritual and that mental right first, man. Most Always, man. I've I've actually on a more physical level, I'm behind on where you know most people have tried to accomplish my age simply because that very thing right there. You know, I wanted to make sure that I had super solid spiritual foundations that my mental was clear that. I was able to, one, pursue what I love, but two, do it with integrity. You know what I mean? It's a very, very fine line running a business that also offers spiritual services. You know what I mean? Holistic healing and things of that nature, because integrity is a huge part of that. So in order to be able to do that, one, optimally, and two, again, with integrity, I had to make sure the foundations were laid, man. Had to. Uh, Yeah, I feel you on that. Did you mention, does your book mention anything regarding these matters? Um, what, what, um, 
So the book is, yeah. So the book is, uh, actually, I think I have a copy of it somewhere. Um, but it's a poetry book, um, basically inviting you to create your own, to inspire you to be yourself. The book is called The Art of Inspiration, The Highest Human Act. Um, it's actually a quote by Nip that I probably should have quoted in the book. But, um, yeah, uh, he said, the highest human act is to inspire. And everything we do, although love is a big part of that, our goal is to inspire either the people around us or the next generation. You know what I mean? So it's essentially a book of, I think it's 27 poems in there that pose, that asks you to essentially look in the mirror, you know, reflect on things that you know, reflect on things that happen around you ask yourself those difficult questions and hopefully arrive at the answers you see. I like to say we're not even, you know, learning anything new. We're only just remembering what we already know. So a lot of these, a lot of these poems don't necessarily hit on healing itself, but concepts around what needs healing. Like, you know, a lot of people have, um, we'll say, issues receiving or giving love you know some people give out their love in a very um not so friendly way you know what i mean while others they've been so traumatized that it's hard for them to accept love from others you know what i mean um addressing different things about uh, our own history like as black people as well as you know different concepts that again ask you those questions to really start opening those doors as to why things operate the way that they do as far as being in the physical world is concerned. So I hit on ideas, but not necessarily healing itself. All right. And what the name was the name of this book for the listeners? Uh, it's called the art of inspiration, the highest human act, the highest human act of oh, the Nipsey. So the title is the Nipsey pretty much. Yeah. Yes, sir. I just had, I, I just flipped it. You know what I mean? But the same thing. All right, I'm definitely gonna. You can send a link to Guala. I'm gonna uh, definitely purchase. Uh, you got the digital copies, you said as well. So I was looking for yeah. it just now, but I, I was having trouble. But I'm definitely gonna get that. And yeah, I'll go ahead and send you the link because it's it's weird. Like when you search it on Amazon, it don't pop up. But I have the link for it. Like I said on my website. So yeah, Most I, definitely, I, I can send you that. I was trying to search it by your name, but it was giving me trouble. But I'm definitely gonna once I get it, I'm definitely gonna purchase that for every dollar that. It costs, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to support you. Yes, sir. Appreciate that, man. Any other merchandise you, you have? Any merchandise you have out there that you want? Um, to I do have uh, hoodies, um, shirts. Um, I'm actually looking at um, building ashtrays as well. So for all my smokers, you know what I mean? I smoke a little bit every now and again. Mm -hmm. um, have POE ashtrays. going to have the logo right there. Um, I can... Uh, jewelry can be made as well. Um, it's just about, again, making sure that I have the right audience first. And then, okay, this is who I can actually sell these products to. This is who's going to be interested. And it's nothing to just get it done. But um, right now, we have the shirts available and the ashtrays are coming soon. I'm actually really excited about those. So do you do the stones and all? You all Are you into stones or anything like that? Um, I usually wear my own like stones and things, but mm -hmm. I don't personally work with them okay. um, as far as like making them or anything like that. That, okay, ain't, that ain't my MO. <laughs> All right. I was going to uh, link you with my sister. She's really into the stones. She, uh, 
she makes them as well. She make she make you a little something if you was interested in those things. But I mean, yeah, it, I'm always interested in you know what I mean. Again, supporting black owned businesses, and especially since if it's a stone, I think I need like yo, why not? Yeah, she'll uh, she'll tell you the meaning of the stone and break it down to you what it break it down what it does and everything like that. If you, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get off off air about it and I'll tell you. Say no more. Definitely, definitely, you definitely got uh some great things going on, sir. We we appreciate you, but we uh we're gonna continue on. But uh before we continue on to our next topics, would you uh? Go ahead and give out your social media one more time and promote your business ventures. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so I'm on literally every platform you could possibly think of as Nate Jolly. That's J-O-L-L-E-Y. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know, TikTok, if you wanted that. Um, you can follow our business pages at P-O-E dot L-L-C. We're on Instagram as P-O-E underscore L-L-C. Um, Facebook, just P-O-E-L-L-C. Um, we have our website, perceptionovereverything.com. Has all the information about, you know, our music, merch, books, um, future endeavors, current things we got going on. Um, I also currently um, offer services at a shop called The Rustic Raven. It's here in Florence. Um, really dope shop, man. Uh, great vibes. Um, all the ladies there are kind of basically on the same holistic healing wave, you know, wanting to see people do better and, you know, um, work out these issues so that they can be their best version. Um, we also have various affiliates as well. So if you're in the alkaline water, legacy taste is the way to go. Um, and if you've ever seen me on socials, the big yin yang chain that I usually wear as courtesy of my boy, spiral artifacts. Um, it's Spiral Art of Facts on Instagram. Um, follow him for some dope, you know, copper jewelry and stones and stuff like that. Dude's a beast. Um, What's the pH on that alkaline water? I didn't mean to cut you off, but. Oh, you good. 9.5. All right. All right. Yeah. We, yeah. Okay. On point. Yes, sir. Definitely. <laughs> and um, we also have a show coming up uh, November 14th at 6. It's at a place called the Healing Arts Exchange in Florence. Um, so feel free if you want to head online and cop the tickets, just go to perception over everything for slash shop, or it's looking like I'm gonna have to take a lot of tickets at the door. Cause I guess people don't like buying tickets. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to continuing to build, grow and you know what I mean? See what it is. See what we see. Yeah. For listeners out there, November 14th, Florence, South Carolina. Once again, that's Florence, South Carolina. Yes, sir. Uh, so we're gonna move on. We got a uh, Rick Ross. So I know this is something we're all interested in talking about here. Rick Ross purchased eighty-seven acres that was adjacent to the land he already has, which was some property he purchased that used to be owned by a uh, professional boxer Evander Holyfield. Okay. So the eighty-seven acres. This added. It was already two hundred and fifty. It's already 254 acres. He called it the promised land. So mm -hmm. now he's at 87. So that's over 300 acres of land he has there in Fayette County, Georgia. I'm not too far from there right now. I'm in, I'm in the Atlanta area, you know, okay. doing some work. But yeah, I might go check it out. I know I probably can't get in, but you know. I mean, hey, you know, we can look. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. How y'all feel about this purchase? Because I'm feeling, I'm feeling great about it. Man, that's beautiful, man. Like, again, just using, seeing other black business owners use their spending power to be able to purchase land, which you can make everything else. You can't make land. You know what I mean? So uh, just having having this space available, I mean, don't really matter what he does with it. Uh, well, it does, but, you know, it, it's great to see that, you know, we're starting to buy, buy property, buy land, um, and be able to, you know, create our own. Like, who knows what he can do with over 300 acres? Like, thanks. Yeah, he can have, like, a helipad, all that runway, everything. You feel me? Like, I think, man, the major thing I took from this, man, because, not to get off topic, but I saw Kanye do an interview with Charlemagne the God. And uh, Kanye was on this property he owned in California. You know, I I can't quote, quote the acres, but it was a lot of land. And you know what I'm saying? He was basically telling Charlemagne his vision for that land. I think just that alone, like, speaks a lot of volume to our, like, entertainers on their intellect. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of us, we just look at the entertainment side of the business and, you know what I'm saying, want to prosper off that. But true value really comes from doing research, like you said earlier, Nate, and knowing different things. Like, Jay-Z didn't become a billionaire just because he rapped. You know what I mean? Diddy... He didn't become a bill just because, you know what I'm saying, he did music. So I think the thing that we should take from this, everyone, is always look to, you know what I'm saying, expand your knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Expanding the other fields. Don't let what you love define you. You know what I'm saying? Don't let what you love keep you in just that one lane. Look for ways to expand them. Just like a lot of stuff you were saying earlier, Nate, look, look for ways to fit in, too. You know what I'm saying? And that that creates different lanes. I mean, you you like a living testimony here, man. You do multiple things. You know what I'm saying? So Actually, you got to be multifaceted. All the people like, that you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For for all the people that look up to these people, you know what I'm saying? Look, you know what I'm saying? The people that look up to like the young thugs, the little babies, like these are intelligent people. You know what I'm saying? No matter what kind of image they're portraying, you got to realize that these are intelligent people. So. You got to do the research mm-hmm. like Nate was saying. You got to, you know what I'm saying? You, you got to put time into the craft too. You got to put time into building it. You know what I'm saying? You got to put time into learning how to brand it so you can expand and become millionaires, billionaires, you know what I'm saying? Create general generational wealth. Indeed. Exactly. So did Kanye have land in California as well as Wyoming? Because I know he has a thousand Yeah, I know he got land in Wyoming. Wyoming. I didn't hear about it. California. Well, I want to think he said he was on the hills. You know what I'm saying? It was uh it was right after the uh the whole mental breakdown we saw Kanye. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He just came back out into the Parliament. And uh, it was a dope interview, you know what I'm saying? They talked for probably maybe like an hour and a half, you know what I'm saying? And uh, the interview was an hour and a half and uh he took Charlemagne on the land and, and talked about, you know what I'm saying, his vision and just like talked about the negative, like what people were saying, like, oh, Kanye crazy, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, for the longest, he was calling what we call a mental breakdown. He was calling a mental breakthrough. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, After uh, looking at that interview, man, I gained a little bit more respect for Kanye on that level, you know what I'm saying? 
Because, I mean, we know everybody battles with their demons, battle with their demons or whatever. Actually, like, execute and have a vision and a plan. You know what I'm saying? It just, like, it, I gained a little bit more respect for him and not just hip to the negative what people saying. You know what right. I'm saying? The Bible. You know, it, it's kind of like the same with, like, the whole Yeezy brand with us buying the clothes now or the shoes. You know what I'm saying? That took, that, it was a long process for him to get it to where it was, to basically be a designer in itself. You know what I'm saying? So definitely check it out if you haven't. Most definitely. So hell yeah, in Fayetteville, Georgia, in Fayette County, he got the uh, 300 plus acres of land. What would y'all do with that much land? And uh, wait, before we get into that, I got to talk about the house. The house has 109 rooms is what this article says. On, yeah, how uh, stupid. 45,000 square feet. Like, oh, that's that's the house that uh Nate Robinson. We talked about Nate Robinson a little show. That's yeah. the house that Nate Robinson visited. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. kind of see like some some of the man. That house stupid, man. He yeah. talked about it in another song too, and he was like uh, Martha Stewart and uh, Snoop Dogg helped like uh, decorate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's yeah. the house he was talking about. Yeah, the house in Atlanta. What? Oh wow. Atlanta, but in Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody got a. Help decorate that to uh, forty-five thousand square feet. That's about the size of a damn Walmart, a, a smaller Walmart. Because most Walmart basically about like sixty thousand square feet, but forty-five thousand is still a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you, he, he got horses and all out there, man. He he doing it up, man. The house beautiful, man. Definitely yeah. beautiful home. Definitely. What was you gonna say, Nate? Yeah, man. I'd I if I had that much land. Man, I'm I'm about to plant something. I'm about to build some some we building some buildings. Yo, I look. We about to make a mini city or town or something. Like with all of that. Yeah, definitely. Uh you can have your own shooting range out there with that would be able to facilitate all type of different weapons. That'd be definitely something I'd want on there, shooting range. And you know you got the pool already. That's gonna be closer to the house, but you can have the oh, range yeah. like far off from the house. You got two hundred and fifty, three hundred acres. You can ride ATVs. All you can have trails out there. Ride your ATV. Mm-hmm. It's your recreation. So much. It's it's po- endless yeah. possibilities. Like you said, you can plant some. You can farm on that land if you're into that. But that's definitely a money making thing you can do there. Mm-hmm. Farm the land. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, what you do? Like, what you do with the land, KT? 300 acres. I pretty much said what I do. I I have some trails for the ATVs, the shooting range. Definitely those two things. Of course, have the house. Make sure it's secure. Make sure nobody can get on that property any kind of way. You know what I'm saying? But definitely, the possibilities are endless, but definitely those are some of the things I would definitely have to get into with that. You might need a security force, like no one security guard. You ain't security force, like a task force or something. Yeah, like. You're going to have to have employees out there to uh, right. help. You, you're not going to cut that grass yourself out there. That's, what? Boy, listen, that's a, at least a day and a half cutting the grass. <laughs> I mean, some of it probably wooded area, but a lot of it is going to be grass, like manicured lawn, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. You definitely got to have employees. You got to people cleaning it. You're not going to clean 45,000 square feet every day or eight, not even every week. You know what I'm saying? You got mm-hmm. to have. You ain't even going to use that shit, bro. If For you real. Know, if you can, Walmart, 
Yeah, people gonna be, be in there, and you not even gonna know it. <laughs> yeah, facts. Tell you, it's ridiculous. But another another great thing a rich black man has accomplished recently, Sean Kemp, formerly of the Seattle Supersonics, which they moved to Oklahoma City and became the Oklahoma City Thunder, but. He was on the Seattle Supersonics. He's starting his own dispensary, which will be opening on October 30th, and he's calling it Sean Kemp's Cannabis. And it's going to be jumping out the gym. (laughs) (laughs) The rain man is going to be jumping out the gym. (laughs) (laughs) The rain man got the cannabis going. Uh, I like this because he's going. He's going just like I said. Rick Ross is going to be paving the way for more. People to be purchasing purchasing land, like large amounts of land like that, hundreds of acres. Sean Kemp is gonna pave the way. He's paving the way for more people to, to be motivated to do get black owned dispensaries, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Facts. That's yeah, that's you know what I mean? Like again, we our people are just I don't know I don't know if this is a time period, I don't know what's going on, but like there's so much entrepreneurship going on. Like, I can't even. I didn't even know he would be the first black-owned dispensary. Like, I don't think he's the first black-owned, but he's like like the, one of the most famous ones that's black-owned. Oh, okay. In, oh, yes, yeah, it's Seattle's first black-owned. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, where did I do it? What did I do with it? Yeah. So definitely, and this is not a small dispensary here. It's um. Uh, Four thousand square feet. Oh man, four thousand square feet dispensary. So, y'all um y'all listen to Money Man. Yeah, because you know he talked about that all the time, like having growers and shit. So he and uh, the crazy thing about Money Man, well, I'm not gonna say crazy thing, but one of the things that I admired about him, uh, we all knew like Cash Money Records kind of went to shit after we knew like what happened with Lil Wayne not getting paid and like producers and shit. Uh, yep. Money Man was signed to Cash Money, but uh, mm. off his off his business side of having those uh, dispensaries, and uh, he was also investing in crypt- cryptocurrency. He was able to buy his contract out. So you know what I'm saying? That's why it was uh, like a weird scratch. But we didn't hear from Money Man, and then he came back with like music because he bought his contract out. And uh, he also put some other, you know what I'm saying, investors on and uh, rappers on. I played one of his songs as a song of the day, Sorry the Kid. He put him on. Sorry the Kid to talk about it in one song, you know what I'm saying? Just learning a lot from Money Man, you know what I'm saying? As far as being more in a different lane where we feel like we're rejected, you know what I'm saying? It's it's always a good thing to see that. Well, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to seeing more Black-owned dispensaries. And, and like we said in one of our previous episodes, we look forward to seeing more stakes that Move towards the legalization, even on the federal level. Even on the federal level, sooner than later. Oh, fun fact: there is a. So I get. I didn't even notice until I went to the smoke shop. But there's two types of THC. There's Delta Nine, which is the stuff that, you know, we usually smoke on whatever, whatever. The illegal substance, and then there's like a form called Delta H, Delta Eight, THC which is actually legal in the state. Like, I actually bought legal THC in South Carolina. It's a specific kind, and it's not exactly the same as 
know what I mean, what you would usually smoke. But again, still legal THC there. They they just they'll write weird like loopholes and stuff like that to make it legal. Like you can grow it, but you can't sell it. Like little stuff like that. So did you uh, know the percentage yeah. on that THC Delta Eight? Uh, it I believe be like less than three percent or something like that. Um, I bought a cartridge, and the cartridge was around eighty-four percent. But a flower probably floating somewhere between three and five percent. So, okay, I got you. So that's crazy because uh, um, I heard of like uh states that do allow. You know what I'm saying? And like I had an idea for a business venture, but you know what I'm saying? The crazy thing is a lot of my business venture come a business ideas come from me traveling and exploring the world, exploring different cultures and realizing the market South Carolina has and a lot of what it's missing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um you know what I'm saying? I ran into a place, uh or heard of a place where, you know what I'm saying, you could actually consume your cannabis there. I'm saying all types of cannabis, but that that establishment wasn't allowed to sell you the cannabis. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole different market in itself too. That's one of the stipulations. Cause it oh, that's dope. almost be like, you know what I'm saying? Going to an alcohol bar and just drinking, listening to music, but having an establishment, uh, you don't necessarily have to go into the farming or the growing aspect. It's different markets that will, you know, say present itself when this thing becomes federally legal. So, just keep your mind open, man, and, and keep, like, working on those business plans and business ideas because eventually it's going to be a way for you to do it. So, you know what I'm saying? Just, just another little gem to drop. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I look forward. Like I say, I look forward to seeing more Black-owned dispensaries, uh, even Black-owned cultivation, like the locations where they grow the cannabis I, I'd like to see more of that as well you know what I'm saying in mm-hmm. multiple states not just in California but in other states as well oh yeah man listen I wish I could have y'all brothers with me when I'm talking to my uncle you know what I'm saying because the things he's able to do and the things he do you know what I'm saying he teach me a lot and tell me a lot but I'm trying to preach to him the LLC this stuff man like mm-hmm. talented dude and multiple fat you know what I'm saying fosters of life, you know what I'm saying? Dude can do from carpentry to painting to cooking. Dude can do basically anything. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's a brand already because uh one of the things that he 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 uh barbecues, you know what I'm saying? And his sauce is a famous sauce in the area already. You know what I'm saying? People will come to him and ask him where they make him sauce. Uh, what they make them, uh, what he make them sauce, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, that's the LLC. You don't have to go through this, you know what I'm saying? It's little, little stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? It's just like hard to like teach our older generation a little bit, but uh, he just uh, he feels like he's helping the community, and I'm like, like you should be able to get rich off this, you know what I'm saying? You should be able to create generational wealth off this. But it's just that mindset of the, the era that he grew up in. You know what I'm saying? Community stick together. 
he feel like he's just helping the community. But I'm like, nah, you can get rich, way rich off this, create generational wealth. You know what I'm saying? For mm-hmm. your bloodline, exact, but expand. And then still go back family. and help the community. Yeah, and still go back and help the community. It's just like it's hard. It's hard to teach that older generation. You know what I'm saying? Things that we've come to learn. And uh, I just wish he, cause man, uh, another a great thing. He he just bought a, a different. He he's even, even in the real estate. You know what I'm saying? He just bought a house and he's he's remodeling it. You know what I'm saying? I was there when he first purchased the house and saw how it looked. I recently visited him like months after and saw the work that he put in physically, like no one helping him. Just that he looked at the house, walked through like, yeah, I'm gonna do this, that area and do this and that. And he was telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't have no doubt that you can't do it. But you know what I'm saying? Just visiting the house again and visiting him again and seeing like the progress. And it's just like, this dude is amazing. And it's like stuff like this, you should be getting paid for it, not just doing it for your well-being or feel like you're helping the community, but it's a service, you know what I'm saying, that you have to offer. And it, and it definitely, you know what I'm saying, you definitely should be getting rich off of it. Oh, yeah. I guess he really is not concerned about the money. He's just concerned about his service to the community. That's that's how I see it, I guess. Yeah, that definitely can be a way I to ain't look at it. My uncle kind of already got that. He, he kind of already got that bag, though. So <laughs> that's probably why he, he kind of already got yeah. that bag. I ain't, I ain't even go flex. He kind of already got that bag. But yeah. he, it's just like, shit, ain't nothing wrong with adding to the bag. You feel me? Exactly. Right. You're right about that. So another thing I saw, well, another thing you saw, Guala, and you shared it with me, Bill Cosby. You know, he's been locked up for a while now. He's getting, he's, he's sent it to a couple of years for some shit he did. Uh, but he's grinning on the mugshot, so he's basically he's in there unbothered. Well, you know you you can't you can't frown all day every day. You gotta smile sometimes. So somebody caught him in a happy moment, so it's good to see him still out there. Not yeah, man, out there being getting down in the dumps, man. Like yeah, you know, staying staying positive even through all of this stuff, like. It's a blessing to be alive in of itself. So as long as he's still, uh, you know, able to communicate, I mean, move about no matter where he is, you know, there's still people that you can't take his legacy away from him, at least. I mean, you know, they're they definitely trying to. Though. They, oh, they, 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 they going to try. They're going to try. <laughs> but now this is, this is more on a conspiracy theory tip, but um, Bill Cosby, I heard, got hemmed up because he was actually trying to buy NBC. Yeah, that's so he was that. trying to be, yeah, like buying and no, and I believe though that is one of the there's six companies. I can't. I always had the list, but there's six companies that control everything we see, everything, all the all the all the all the uh, cable channels, all, all of that. Six companies control that. And he was trying to buy one of the stations of one of those six companies. So they like, hold on. Black owned. And he's been trying to do this. This is not nothing new. Him and um, Byron Allen, kind of the same fight, although they went about it differently, of course, for numerous reasons. Byron but, Allen was the one that bought the, uh, was it Comcast or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he, they, he tried to buy the television network, you know, Bill Cosby. 
And it was, I guess they was just like, mm, no, nah, let me hang you up like this. Whether it's true or not, I'm not sure. I haven't really looked at the case itself in a while, but mm-hmm. knowing how people in power like to stay in power, I can definitely see, definitely see why something like that will happen. Uh, more so on that conspiracy theory, man. I heard that Bill was owning some some land that was like really, really valuable. Mm. Which people were trying to get nat- their hands. As far as natural resources on the land, or yeah, like far as natural resources, mm. and people were trying to get their hands on it. And, and uh, he and his wife was like, "Nah, that ain't gonna happen," because they they knew what they had. You know what I'm saying? So uh, another conspiracy I heard was, you know, I said we lock them up kind of stop the flow of the money it'll force his wife in to go ahead and sell in that land but, mm. you know what i'm saying knowing these conspiracies and seeing bill smile it, it almost to me like y'all think y'all got me but i got i got one on y'all that's how it look you know the, the one up you know what i'm saying like, yeah look, I got, I, look i'm good i'm good over here you know what i'm saying it's like you said you can't knock his legacy man like definitely can't the, the Cosby show and, and you know what I'm saying, all the shows he put out really, really raised a lot of black families. Mm-hmm. Other people, like, it really raised the black family. Lil so, Bill, Fat Albert. I'm what? On. Yeah, yeah, man. Was it? What was the one by college? Was it a, a different world? Yeah, you know yeah, that, yeah. That, you know, that, that was a spinoff of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you, you definitely so, getting man, somewhere with definitely, that. Definitely. Yeah, definitely raised a lot of black family, bro. Uh, uh, a lot of the way your black, the black families operate, mm-hmm. is Bill had a major part in that. So essentially, you, you can't knock his legacy, man. Right. Essentially, that probably paved the way for shows like Family Matters, where it's a mm-hmm. successful, successful black That's... family with a with a black father that was in a positive light, and the Fresh yep. Prince. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Yeah, Facts. so I say without those shows, the other shows probably wouldn't have been where they were mm-hmm. at that time. For sure. Yeah, they, they definitely, definitely got to pay homage in that respect. And I'll be smiling too. Like he lived a pretty, for, even allegations or whatever aside, he lived a fulfilling life. Like he got to not only be on national television, but also be able to have his own wife and family and et cetera and be this upstanding figure. So like, he's like, yo man, whatever it is, man, I don't care. Like I've lived my life, dog. I'm, I'm grinning. I'm smiling through it. Besides if, if I know anything about prison system is that if you're an up, if you're really like, if you really did what it do on the outside, you get on the inside, it's not really going to be a lot of issues. Like you're Bill Cosby. I'm pretty sure the boys know you. So it's like, what is he has nothing to worry about in there anyway? So, mm-hmm. and, and he got and he got the bag too. So he probably you see, you see, you see? Luxury, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The guard, black guards know him too. So you already know, like no, feel some, like, some people come in there with the bag. Them. Some people come in there with the bag, and they get made an example out of. Like they trying to make an example out of Kodak Black and shit like that. Yeah. That's kind of off topic, but man, it's kind of on topic too. No, that's that that is a product of I feel people perpetuating something that either they're necessarily not or they didn't do so with their the that integrity, the street code, whatever you wanna however you wanna top that up. Like 
I think that's where that comes from. So he probably did something he shouldn't have done in the streets or he wasn't really living the way he said he was. And the boy said, oh, you call that black, huh? Oh, what was that, you know, that smoke he was talking in this and this and such and such. He wasn't really like the inmates that was on him. This is the damn COs in there that's COs, really good. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I think that's a part of uh, my conspiracy on it is I feel like it's a part of the s- systemic racism. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, okay, we having too too many black stars coming in here, living the way they want to live and doing this. Like somebody got to be made an example out of, and you know what I'm saying. So I feel like that that comes into play a lot with, for the black people that actually were incarcerated. Got a, a video I sent you about the um, white collar crime, the white collar prison. Say that again. You saw the video I sent you about the white collar prison. I remember you sent it, but I, uh, it was so much message after that. I never, I never really, <laughs> never yeah, at it, I just feel like they just trying to say like, "Hey, man, you you ain't gonna be just successful in black and still feel like you could." You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what I feel like that come off of the mm. systemic. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'm with you. Yeah. Systemic racism. Yeah. And that's evident all through these entertainers. Like, I think any entertainer will tell you, or ones that really, you know, have that intelligence to do further business besides just their entertainment side. There's a certain ceiling you hit. And when you hit that ceiling, there's a gatekeeper there. And that gatekeeper yeah. is more than likely somebody who been grandfathered in based on how that system operates like fact and a lot of yeah you're only man yo we talking about i'm talking about that shit all (laughs) (laughs) it just hit me to a a certain thing that happened with uh malcolm x you know what i'm saying we put malcolm x on the highest regard but like a lot of people get in the rhetoric of the issues he had with the nation of Islam that caused the downfall of Malcolm, but that was didn't really it. have issues. I'm tell you what it was. Yeah, he what exactly? Mm-hmm. I look at the the Malcolm X uh, biography. Denzel Washington played it. It's written by Spike Lee. It's one important part that happens before everything else it, like starts to happen in Malcolm's life that seems like it's deteriorating his life. Uh, it was a incident where uh, a black person, you know what I'm saying, was mishandled by law enforcement, got beat up, you know what I'm saying, and the 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 fruit of Islam was there, Malcolm was there to make sure he just got the proper treatment. And you know what I'm saying? If you look at interviews, not even the movie, if you look at interviews, the cop that was there, you know what I'm saying, he'll say like, yeah, I said that, and I meant what I said. You know what I'm saying? He said that that was too much power for one black man to have. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like the stem of everything. Like when they see your power, when they see what you accomplished, what you can't, what you're capable of. Because if you, if we, you know what I'm saying? Talking to Bill and talking to Kodak, if you look at Bill, like how you said, family matters, like what he did. If you if you think about Kodak, I feel like for this generation of music, Kodak had the most influence on the music industry. I don't care Easily. what nobody says. Kodak had Kodak is the reason Cardi B is famous. Yeah, Kodak had a lot of influence on the and that and and at a such a such a young age, 
You know what I'm saying? So he had a lot of influence on the music industry. A lot of people doing little dances now. Kodak, like Kodak, really had a lot of influence on the music industry. So a lot of the Florida like, rappers sound like him too. So that's yeah. another thing. It's it, like, it just like when when you get when you have that separation, you know what I'm saying? My brother told me this, um, and I see it. It's crazy. He was like, uh, "Where? What? What is the most loneliest place in the world?" And I was like, uh, "You know what I'm saying?" I thought about it before I answered the question, and I was like, "You know what I'm saying?" Everybody always talking about the top is lonely. I was like, "Being a leader." And he was like, "That's the good answer," but I'm gonna break it down a little bit more. Being a leader amongst leaders is even more lonely than being a leader. You know what I'm saying? So hey, like, say that. Say that again. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Yeah, man. Being a leader amongst leaders is even more lonelier. You know what I'm saying? So you got to take that into consideration. With a lot of people that that are made examples, a lot of people that we hear the stories about. If you really look at their life, they were leaders. I'm ready for the day that our people wake up and realize, like, yo, we are actually the goat. <laughs> like the day we all realize that as a whole <laughs> boy listen here there's gonna be something serious yes, and I think we already realizing it now it's just we're not doing so on a collective level I think it's people here people there group here group there but when we all come together and say this is what we want to do streets are done yeah yeah what's that question of the day Guala yeah, 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 man. Question of the day. You know we have to do it. I had a couple of uh, people respond to it. I'm going to read the first few I see. Give me a minute to pull that up. <laughs> All right, the question of the day was... If it was possible to transplant your brain and stay alive for another hundred years, would you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I guess I already answered. He's saying no. <laughs> uh, I seen the episode of SpongeBob where they put the brain in the robot, man. That man was not happy, bro. He was still <laughs> the same. Like, Bump that, man. And That's like some RoboCop shit. You feel me? Yeah. Like, Things are naturally meant to pass. So, like, this is this shit only temporary. Why would you want to do it longer? And just, I, nah, I, nah, it ain't for me. I'm good. That's that cloning. That's that cloning shit. <laughs> so, and like, if you transplant, if you transplant in the brain, then you're not gonna remember shit from what I'm thinking, or are you? No, it's the like. Basically, it's it's getting into like, you know how they say like, people can die, but we keep them in our thoughts forever. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like getting into like you gonna remember everything, but you you may not be in the same body, but you know what I'm saying your brain. So everything that you know, oh, KT so. to be and everything KT done. So you take your brain to another body is what you're saying. Yeah, basically. Um. Nah, I ain't feeling that either. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying, man. Cause I, and, and, and like, 
spiritual practices, the brain is only a receiver. Our soul is the one that receives all the info that has the information and our brain just interprets it. So there may be some things that are left over from that, but like, nah, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. uh, We like to have some controversy a little bit sometime on the show, but ain't no controversy here. I don't think I'll do it, man. Uh, (laughs) Just just let me me live in the memories for a hundred years, but I wouldn't want to. You know, say how my brain transplanted. Oh, nah, let me live forever in the memories of my people. That's good enough. Yeah, keep my brain in my body, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I am not an organ donor. Nah, this plan. We don't need to get into that. Yeah, I'll never, I'll right. never select that. I'll never let that. Never. Never. Well, you ain't about to, you ain't about to me hit a car crash and you just take my liver randomly. Like, I'm like, nah, bro. Mm-mm. Not my eyes. They take your eyes. All that shit. Bro. Yeah. Hey, get out. Get out. <laughs> hey, Jordan hey, Pilly hey, having listen. a lot of hidden messages. They I'm trying no, to tell every y'all. time, bro. <laughs> Have y'all seen Lovecraft Country? Oh man, yeah. yo, that. Yeah. I can say obviously. I saw a viewpoint where they were still talking about how they kind of demasculated the black man. That's that's a whole nother topic itself. But just. The present take like it don't matter who you are like you can just enjoy that show man like and there's a lot of jewels a lot of jewels yes and KT put me on it I told y'all I was gonna watch it I watched it bro a good ass show man a lot of <laughs> hidden messages in there man we talked about it you know off the record yeah good ass mm-hmm. show bro for real I appreciate that I oh appreciate yeah that that look the look that that gym yeah, right <laughs> You already know I had to put I had to put you on man I had to put you on that one for sure for sure. So uh, what's that song of the day? Matter of fact, we got no. We can do one. You can uh, you can do the song of the day. Yeah, you got a song that was just uh, our guest. I say guest. Our guest, Mister Nate Jolly. You got a uh, a song that was just stuck in your head today, man. You want to share with us? Oh man, you can't ask me that. I listen to my music, bro. Um, but matter of fact, I got the perfect song, man. Um, and it kind of just fits the theme of everything we've been talking about. Um, anytime I listen to this song, like it just changes my mood every time. It don't matter where I'm at, what time it is, where I'm going. It's just perfect. Victory Lab by Nipsey Hussle. Like that's probably my favorite song ever, bro. Like I don't care who it is. And he ain't, he not even my favorite rapper, but Victory Lap. Well, listen, that song just puts you in your like. It just puts you in your bag. Like, I can't even. Give me right, man. Yeah, yeah, I fucks with it too. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Might sure. play a little snippet of, of that Victory Lap by Nipsey. Boy, I- In front of your building, sitting on the steps, feeling no feelings. Last night it was a cold killer. You gotta keep the devil in this hole, nigga. But you know how it go, nigga. 
I'm front line every time it's on, nigga. Honey pro flow, running shoot pro. 458 drop, playing bulletproof soul. Every few shows, I just buy some new gold. Circle got smaller, everybody can't go. Downtown Diamond District, jewelers like yo. Hustle, holla at me, I got Cubans on the low. Through the Cancun, smoking Cubans on the boat. And dock that Tulum just to smoke. Look, listening to music at the Maya Ruins. True devotion on the bluest ocean. Cruising. My cultural influence, even revolution. I'm integrated vertically, y'all niggas blew it. They tell me hustle, dumb it down, you might confuse me. It's like that weirdo rap you motherfuckers used to. I'm telling you, bro, ain't nothing like it. Yeah, yeah. That just put you in your, like, you be like, yo, hold up, let me, let me step my game up a little bit. Let me, you know what I mean? Like, Fact. man, I'll be bumping that song till I pass, bro. Love it. For sure, for sure. All right, what you bro. got, KT? Oh, you I want mean, me to go? I go. I mean, I go. we're going to play the same artist, so we might as well just collectively. Yeah. yeah. So you can go ahead and, yeah. Yeah, man. So uh, you know we we got we got a we got him on the show. I don't know if he he ain't even knew this, but ready we listen, bro. Like I said, I'm in tune with everything that that go on in the area. You feel me? Okay. You know what I'm saying. Rather if I have a personal, you know what I'm saying, confrontation with you or not, but I'm just cognizant of what's going on. So my song of the day is our guest, Mr. Nate Jolly. The song is called Different. You know what I'm saying? Oh, boy. That's the <laughs> clap. Yo, everybody yeah. loves it. Oh, my goodness, man. Everybody loves yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah, man. So, yeah, we're going to get into it, man. That's that's That song, among others, spoke a lot of shit to me. So I'm rocking with it. We're going to go with Different, man, by Nate Jolly. I guess my heart is smarter than what they thought Cause I believe if we L-O-V-E our problems are solved It's just the balance and the challenges we in Is probably helping us to win at the end of the finish line This verse is here to sympathize and realize That we are all a part of each other's lives Cause far too many times The many crimes we commit to get the ends for our kids across many lines But that's a rant from my chest Real typical, just trying to school niggas on the principles of being different, but niggas don't listen. Every situation has a reciprocal, two sides of the same coin, no matter how you flip it. Plus, money makes the world pivot. We just gotta free our minds from the prison they got us in and not mock the shoes that they walk when we talk with the moccasins. Uh, you really don't need no permission to be different. Uh. Your existence is more than statistics It can be different from the rest of your own society Number to yourself, no matter what time you yeah. We often pin niggas dead cause the difference is that's ignorant Cause that just puts them in the frame that the picture fit You ain't gotta be on a wave to understand things the way they do You don't have to make the same moves Yeah, yeah man, that's Nate Jolly with different And listen he spelled the title of the song different, so <laughs> you, hey, you know, no what vowels, man. yeah, no vowels. So if you're looking for, if you don't know what no vowels mean, it's D F N. Oh, yeah, D F R N T. My fault. I, I almost good. forgot a concept, but yeah, D F R N T. Different. Look it up, man. 
my boy out here dropping gems in the music, dropping gems in the book. You know what I'm saying? So definitely. So we do, man. Tap in. <laughs> yes, sir. You know we research. I research all the guests beforehand. So yeah, I, I saw what you had going on as well. So oh, yeah, we rock. We Appreciate that, man. For so for so. Much yeah. love. Uh, now we get into that. This or that. Oh boy. This or that. Mm-hmm. So you new to the show, basically. We're gonna give you one yeah, scenario. Right <laughs> another one. Yeah, you know. You know what I'm saying? You just pick which one you like. Well, I'm a Libra, man. This ain't gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> the scale. <laughs> oh boy. Mm. I I got one because I just recently did it and I'm gonna do it. Further on, later on next week. Uh, would you rather fly or drive? Mm. Drive. Because there's just some things you see on the drive that you're not going to see in the plane. Like if you're trying to get to the destination, yeah, you fly. But driving, man, like cross country trips are always just an adventure. Because it's like, man, I didn't know that was there. Like, oh shit, what the hell is that? Like, I'd rather drive. Okay. Yeah. I'd rather fly, man. Yeah, I definitely wanted to hear your answer because I know you did your cross, uh, cross-country cross journey. You know, yeah, so halfway yeah. cross-country, but now. Yeah, I always wanted to do a cross-country from coast to coast. I haven't quite did it yet, but I got halfway there with it. But, yeah, drive, the driving is definitely good, but if I really need to get somewhere, I want to fly there. That's two-hour, three-hour trip versus 12 Plus our trip, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm gonna have to agree with uh Nate on this one. I like driving, man. Like uh my recent trip, bro, like you know what I'm saying? I was catching up on the podcast, our podcast and different podcasts that I listen to. You know what I'm saying? Listening to some music. But for like a majority of that trip, bro, I was just riding in silence. Like you know what I'm saying? Windows crack, sunroof back, and just enjoying the nature, enjoying the sounds that Mother Earth has to give to me. You know what I'm saying? So I would definitely say driving over. You know what I'm saying? Because when you in when you in the airplane, it's cool, yeah. I do fly to get to my destination. You know what I'm saying? For time constraints, but you know what I'm saying? Most of the times while you're in the plane, you listening to a book or you listening to music or you watching a movie, but just to be embodied by different sounds over that drive, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's way different, bro. So I read the drive. Yeah. I if I need to get there, you know, we're taking a plan. If I got to go overseas yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah you still yeah, going to see some stuff true. on that plane if it's not cloudy. If it's a yeah, plane. true. Facts, facts. Hey, you're going to be like, oh, that's Houston down there right there. Like, sometimes I know, like, that's that city without them telling me on the damn intercom and shit, like, I, I I study maps and things like that. So GPS, <laughs> I be telling them they human GPS. Like whenever I'm lost, I just text Casey. I don't even go to maps. <laughs> hey, bro, I'm at this longitude and latitude. <laughs> How do I get it? <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm on I twenty 
exit thirty six. Like, which way do I? You know what I'm <laughs> oh, you need you need to make a U turn, bro. Go about seventy three mile. Oh, okay, bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we definitely appreciate you come appreciate you coming on here, Nate Jolly. You definitely provided some great information. Jules, yes, the jewels, you dropping the jewels, dropping, dropping the jewels, them, dropping them. Got yeah. to man. All, all we can do is just you know drop some information. You know, if it stick, cool. If not, cool. But hey, mm-hmm. just hit it. You gotta gotta be in the act of doing it, man. We gotta you know continue to be better role models for our young brothers out here. So you know we can grow to see more people like your Rick Rosses or, you know, your Bill Cosby's, et cetera, building that legacy and, you know, continuing strive to be great. Facts, man. Most definitely, man. I already told you, man, I, I wanted to buy the book, but the link that you sent me the first time, it was the ebook, but I told you, I wanted to buy the physical copy. Physical copy. So you definitely going to. Matter of fact, let me do that right it. now. Hold on. Let me go ahead. I mean, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and type it in. Um, well, yeah, I'm gonna send you that copy, man. I'm gonna send you the Amazon link. Definitely want to buy the physical copy, man. Oh yeah. Uh, so go ahead and give out the social media one more time before we give out our information on here. All right. Um, <clears throat> feel free to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Nate Jolly. That's J O L L E Y. Um, you can follow my business pages on Instagram and Facebook as P-O-E-L-L-C. Um, and you can find me on literally any music platform known to man as Nate Jolly, J-O-L-L-E-Y. Yes, sir. Make sure y'all follow that, man. Nate Jolly. Got some good information out there for you. Make sure you check out his music as well. It's available on all music streaming platforms. And for the 1409 podcast, if you want to Send us a message or anything like that. You can email us at 1409podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at 1409podcast. Facebook, like us on Facebook, 1409podcast. And you can also leave a text or voicemail at 917-524-6392. And we're available on multiple streaming platforms for this 1409 podcast. Damn near all of them. So Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and newly, as of today, we're on Amazon Music as well. Ooh, yeah, okay. Make sure you check us out on Amazon Music because we on there right now. Yeah, so yeah. You can follow my personal page, 843Ambassador on Instagram. You know, you can follow me, your boy Gualami Swirl, at Gualami Swirl on IG. You know what I'm saying? On the major music uh, screaming platform. Tap into my music as well. Really looking forward into working with uh, Nate, too, bro. Like, we're going to link up on that on that tip, too, man. Really looking forward oh, yeah, to man. The line is always open, man. Um, I'm always willing to work with people that are building and growing. So, let's get it. Yes, sir. Sure. All right, this is the 1409 Podcast, and we out. Peace.